0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on a Thursday morning, October
1: 6th, 2022. 51 degrees in the capital city. We are back at uh, full strength. The penalty killing is over, and Caleb is back out of the penalty box.
2: Back for my uh, five-minute hey, major.
1: I, I just thought I'd get a little hockey reference in, as I know Marcus is getting really into the preseason hockey right now. If you wa- got, go, go g- Caps. Yeah.
2: Which? How was so that? Eight teams. The caps.
1: This year it's the Caps. Yeah, they've always been the lead. They've always been that. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, good to have you back, Caleb. Thank you. Thank you, Caleb. Was not unexpectedly gone. Just in some. Uh, fancy meetings that we weren't invited to. So uh, he got to be there, and uh, now, he's, uh, now he's ready to go uh, B- for a two-day rest of the week. Very important programmers. Very important programmers, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I'll let you guys know right now, I had the most expensive steak I've ever had in my life.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. What do we do? What do we do? Jeez.
2: Granted, well, prior had... to this, the most expensive steak i would ever had was probably at Applebee's, but there's <laughs> also that.
3: Okay. Yeah, I have to bring in the treats for the newsroom. Yeah. Wow.
1: Um, all right. We've got a good show for you today. A couple of uh, fantasy Oscars, passwords, keywords coming up at 635 and 810. Uh, it's your chance to win there. Pick the longest, uh, pick the yardage of the longest Huskers offensive touchdown of the game tomorrow night. That's right. It's game day eve and, uh, we'll keep getting you ready for game day today. We've got Greg Sharp, voice of the Huskers at the end of the show today, 835. Uh, working backwards, we've also got the Grow Lincoln team, new restaurants, retail businesses. What's going in your neighborhood? That's coming up at 810, your morning drive. Uh, we're going to play a little ticket Thursday today. We have got. Uh, VIP, like the the top-level passes that you can get for Mm Oktoberfest at Piedmont Shops. So Caleb and I are both going to be there on Saturday night uh, at Piedmont Shops. By the way, it's going to feel like fall the highest 70 yeah, and you're going to want so uh, yeah, no ready. that's what I that's what you need for that kind yeah. of event. I don't want it to be 87 you know degrees when that's going on. No. I want it to be a little crisp in there so it's going to feel good. I'm going to I'm going to see if I can get a TV out there at our booth to watch uh to have some of the football games that are on that evening. There's going to be beers all over the place including this VIP package that we're going to give you get you access to imported German beers. Okay? Plus, you get a custom koozie along with the VIP package, uh, so that's what we're giving away. You can also, if you don't win with us, you go to KLIN.com, and there's an exclusive discount if you get your tickets online and use code KLIN. That's Saturday get, night. That's Saturday night. This Starts Saturday. at five, goes to eleven. Uh, the DOT Highway Off Safety Office also sponsoring Safe Ride Homes through Z Trip. If you want oh, wow. line, if you want to, if you don't want to worry about uh, doing the driving, that's a nice thing. Uh, to have there, make sure everybody gets home safely. Uh, so go to kli.com, get those discounted tickets. Brought to you by a ton of sponsors, but I want to thank you. Uh, Backswing Brewing Company, T.O. Haas, NAIFMA Realty, Adorned Bridal, Gloria Deo, uh, Harbor Coffee House, Eagle Printing, Executive Travel, along with several others. I'll be thanking throughout the rest of the week. So. There you go. And we're playing generation collaboration, okay? It's back. And uh this week Gen X has a chance to get back over 500. Millennials still unbeaten at 2 and 0. Boomers are 3 and 9. And I think we're going to bring the Gen Zs in. Now the
2: Gen Zs. Matt did tell me yesterday. He said I will be calling. And in. We,
1: Matt and Johnny both lost on their own. <laughs> I just texted Johnny. Neither
2: of them has gotten a. So single we're going to try.
1: I mean, I feel like we're really trying to make this happen for them. I think this is a typical Gen Z response. But we're going to we're going to put them in together and try. By their powers
2: now, combined, they can go to Owen. Now my
1: sons ineligible. Well, both my son and Matt are ineligible prizes. They'd be too young to get into Oktoberfest anyway, because you got to be twenty one. Neither of them are twenty one yet. Now
2: they playing for Greenfield, so they're
1: playing for they're playing for pride is what they're playing for they they can't get prizes family of a station employee of a station
2: we're not going to give them a prize they're just going to go when we go to greenfields
1: okay that's fine for our
2: monthly uh monthly breakfast uh that's not a thing okay (laughs) I was going to uh, say what oh, I missed that memo. too. You guys haven't shown up to the last couple. Oh. Uh,
1: Stan Parker makes his mayoral candidacy official yesterday. Good sized crowd there. With uh, he, you heard him uh, putting out his acronym for Lincoln there yes. on the newscast. Yes, Th- that's a, that's a lot to memorize. I mean, uh, I think he had it. Written. Imagine if we lived in uh, Grand Island or or Broken Bow or or South Sioux City. South Sioux City. I mean, at some point, you gotta, you got to have an X if you're going to run for mayor of South Sioux City.
3: Experience. <laughs> what, if, what if you were the mayor of Kashkanong?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd, luckily luckily, uh, Lincoln uh, switched from an independent to a Republican. Uh, talked a lot about his, his nonprofit leadership experience. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I kind of wonder what kind of a candidate he's going to be. Um, especially as compared to with you know with Suzanne Geist in the race and presumably she hasn't confirmed it to us yet but Larry and Gaylor Baird also in the race how will he set himself apart kind of uh, you can kind of tell how he's going to experience wise set himself apart from from those two but how will he especially from Geist set himself apart if at all policy wise well it would w- be
3: interesting yeah, policy wise yeah that that'll be forthcoming but he was he was very clear that he in his uh, leadership and uh, training that that he does through his mybridge organization he does a lot of nonprofit and even uh, for profit leadership training mm-hmm. and he would uh utilize a lot of that getting the department heads i think he re- referenced 17 department heads uh meeting with them uh, helping them with their leadership skills and and doing it as a collaborative process as much as anything yeah so
1: yeah, it'll it'll be, you know, it's it. I wondered if there would be a candidate because you know there were some on 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 the right or some of these groups maybe even I don't know if it's fair to say I hate the right and left way to describe things anymore so I don't know why I'm using it I don't think it means squat but there were there were some. Conservatives who were, you know, uh, coming out at the beginning and, well, at least that, that Freedom Coalition thing. I don't need to mince words about who I'm talking about. And I had critiques of Geist as as the candidate. But, like, he doesn't strike me. Parker doesn't strike me necessarily as somebody who's going to, uh, you know, give a whole lot of red meat to that crowd either, necessarily. So, uh,
3: you know what that's, I'm saying? That's fair.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, which I'm not saying that as a critique
3: at all. He'll be a bigger I, target of, of in using your left right, a bit bigger target of. Left with with his uh, uh, religious connections and you know the, his support for families and and uh, um, right, right to life and and things like that. I mean, my guess is he'll be uh, more of a but, target of the left. You know,
1: but he, I guess he did have. But in at attendance, I'm seeing in an attendance, he had sort of the you know
3: the, the the new GOP group. A lot of those people there. That's uh, correct. Um, you know, and the, the, coach, the, coach Osborne Osborne, he, he, but I, like, endorsed him and introduced him.
1: Uh, but the Sam Lions, the Innesis, uh the you know, the, the Bob Bor, those the, that that group. Which he, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't. I, I only know. I've I've heard him a little bit. I I read about what he said yesterday. I I don't quite see the fit there. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm between like this this sort of new GOP movement, and and Parker as a candidate. I don't quite see it, but. We'll see. We will see. Um, anyway, uh, other things that we've got going on. Uh, we'll get into this more in the morning drive today, but uh, Matt Davison, no longer going to be with the athletic department, uh, moving on to uh, a new NIL venture called the 1890 Initiative. It's a for-profit NIL venture. Man, all
2: these former Huskers are trying to cash in on NIL. What is... yeah? <laughs>
1: Well, there's a lot of money involved. Why wouldn't you? I guess so. It's uh, but you're right. There's a, well,
2: it's th- a. I say that tongue in cheek, but also it it's a natural spot for former players to be because they can go make those connections very mm-hmm. easily with current athletes. Yeah. and say, I know what you're going through. Here's how I would love to help you out.
1: So, so we got another. Right, I mean, weeks after the the this one that was announced. That, you know, Trev Alberts was kind of a part of the the, the Go Big Collective. Yeah, the go, the go Big Collective, which that one is, uh, what, uh, was it uh, Drew Brown? Was it Chris, Chris Brown? Brown? Chris Brown. Sorry, I got Chris and Drew mixed up. Chris Brown is a former kicker. And that uh, one's a non-profit. That, one. that one's a non-profit. Sounds like that one is going to focus on a wider variety of athletes. All
2: student-athletes.
1: All student-athletes. And this other one is going to be just football and volleyball.
2: Just football and volleyball. It's going to absorb... Um, Athletes branding and marketing, I think those are the three, as we're doing a lot mm-hmm. of acronyms today a b m okay, uh which will cease its operations later this year. That one was started by former Husker football staffer Jared Lambrick
1: mm-hmm. All right and and John Burning was a part of that one mm-hmm. as I recall um
2: you got the Pete so we'll family see. really backing this one,
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, there's uh, there's money to be made in that uh, in that industry. Not only for the athletes, but for the people who are doing these NIL things. So, um, as for the broadcast, which is what I think most people are asking about, uh, Davidson uh, said he he hopes to continue. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, you've got new you've got new essentially management coming in right. on these broadcasts, and they'll probably you know. I don't, know I don't know what they'll do. They'll evaluate everything. I'm not sure what they're going to do well, whether, with the broadcast. Whether
2: Davidson made this move or not, there was still the possibility that when Playfly Sports gets in, mm-hmm. they want to to have a little bit of their, their fingerprint on what that broadcast is. Right. That doesn't mean no Greg Sharp, no Ken Pavelka, right. no John Baylor, but it might mean they want to switch up what some of the color sounds like.
1: Yeah, it might be we we don't know. But, but so n- none bottom of that, line is none
2: of that's for certain at the moment.
1: But he's we we you know it's, it sounds like he's going to you know continue along this season. Sounds with, like for this with, season yeah. With what he's uh with what he's doing and then I guess we see what happens for uh for next season there. So uh got those things going on. Uh Mark what else is in the headlines here this morning? Well we
3: had uh, uh, an arrest in that one fatal motorcycle crash up on Cornhusker a few weeks ago. Uh, that was involved a DUI, marijuana in the system of the uh, driver that turned in front of that motorcyclist. Okay, uh, had a pretty uh, significant motorcycle SUV crash last evening, rush hour, right out in front of a Maritas here on uh, yeah. on O Street. Motorcyclist in critical condition. There, his passenger in stable condition. Uh, they tried to uh, evidently they were merging into the same lane when they connected. So Jeez. Uh, there. So uh, update on. Teresa uh, Teresa Ewan's um, police chief yesterday talked with the media a little bit about how the the ten homicides yeah five of them in September and how that is affecting her um, her investigators and crew. So we've got uh, some audio with the chief coming up at six thirty.
1: And we're we're learning a little bit more about those arrests with the with the homicide, uh, where, the, where the daughter and the boyfriend were were arrested. Um, there was there was some information in in police court documents there, um, and and sort of that this this um, this had been planned belief, for some time. The belief, yes, yeah. the belief that police had was that this had been planned for some time, and that the plan was to go in and have one of them. Uh, one of the minors uh, go in and do it. I think it was actually planned for the boyfriend to go in and do it, according to what I read. Uh, but the daughter went in and, and did it, then go back to school and, and then come back and arrive at the at the residence and call the police as if they had they had found it. So that's how the police, that's the basis of the police making their arrests here in that case. And uh, it looks like they're both going to be tried as adults and, um, yeah, we'll we'll see going forward on that, but just a little bit more background on and what's our very disturbing, disturbing. And case. one thing
3: that you talked a little bit about, or we talked a little bit about, the uh, contentious uh, race here for county yeah. attorney might get a little more contentious today. Oh but, yeah, why? Uh, Pat Condon has scheduled a news conference uh, for the a little later this morning at the law enforcement center. Okay, so uh, usually, you know, uh, I. Would imagine that's to answer some of the uh, the charges that came out of the Moorfeld campaign following the release of some commercials and and things like that that were definitely not in Moorfeld's, uh favor. Well, co- co- there was the Condon's commercials
1: talking about Moorfeld, right? So right. it might be adding on to that argument. Is, yes, is is what you're saying? So yeah, that's the uh, that's the race that's the one that got that got nasty out of all of the races that are that are out there.
3: Uh, it doesn't it, sound like it's over yet. Yeah. No, I I don't think so. Well, shoot. We still have almost a month left here. Especially when you saw Biden and DeSantis uh, almost singing Kumbaya there yesterday. Look
1: at that. Yeah. Look at that. Dogs and cats lying down together.
3: Oh, nice. It's nice to see once well, in a while. On something was, like uh, Hurricane Hurricane uh, uh, in in probably the smartest thing for both of them. It's
1: nice ever. once in a while to realize that. Our, you know, our greatest enemies in the world are not people on the other side of the political spectrum, and we still, you know, can get together over things like hurricanes. Uh, now, now maybe not so much international conflicts, but at least hurricanes. There is, there is one thing when it comes to we fr- can be united again.
3: When it uh, comes to the homeland, a uh, little more uh, congruity between I guess, the parties. I guess, for
1: now, Mark. I can see where uh, I can see where that's eventually going to become some kind of a stupid partisan debate too. Can't get together on anything anymore. All right, 6:25. We'll take a break. We got sports coming up next. 51 degrees in the capital city. You're listening to LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN.
0: Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at klin.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first... Your fantasy fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's and Alumni Hall. All right, time for another keyword. Pick... Number
2: seven for the week. Do you want it? Well, you does that Mariah just text. hit different when I'm in here?
1: It does. I'm not going to lie. Or Haruza is either of those two. They, they, you guys both add a little magic to it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, keyword this time. Uh, get yourself a pick. If you uh, your pick is the closest one to how long Nebraska's longest touchdown on offense is in yards, you're going to win a prize pack Excuse me, a prize back from Valentino's Alumni Hall. Fifty bucks each, hundred bucks total. And the key word to text in the Rick Stein recognition text line at 402 is victory, victory, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. It's so nice to have you here to read that word off the spreadsheet instead of me <laughs> You're welcome. having to do that myself. That's just something off my plate that I really appreciate <laughs> victory text in victory right now. Uh, we're going to select one of you to get y'all's pick. And uh be pick number seven. Don't disparage wow, if calm dis- down
2: your Beatrice accent. Right, I know. Through. It comes Whoa. through.
1: Comes through. <laughs> uh but uh if you don't get it, eight ten again today, you have another shot, six thirty five, ish tomorrow, eight ten tomorrow during the Friday, Husker Tailgate too. Make a pick on game day then. Uh, tomorrow. So Ooh. I can't get in my can't get I can't get in my head that game's tomorrow. Yeah, we're on so, game day eve. It's yeah, this would be when we're normally doing the tailgate the day before the game. Schaefer, yeah, get in here. Yeah, no. We can do it on the day of. And by the way, you're, it's a good time to mention uh, your programming day on KLI and a little bit different tomorrow with a Friday mm-hmm. game, meaning we do our Friday Husker tailgate as usual. Then we're normal after that with, with Kilmead and Klan and Buck until 2. But then at 2 pregame, we'll kick off for Nebraska Rutgers at 2. Correct. Kick off at 6.
2: So no Hannity, no Drive Time Lincoln, no Sports Nightly Levin all that good stuff into the evening
1: one of these times our uh husker you know the husker baseball men's basketball our football team is going to start scheduling more games at 5 a.m 6 a.m and we're going to get a day off because of it but we're not there yet
2: well we held out hope that the uh the game in dublin right would have been earlier in the day right although
1: that day. was a saturday so that probably wouldn't have even helped us e- even then even so. still Ah, all right sound off opec did it guys i knew they were gonna do it oh dang it opec (laughs)
2: dang it opec Ah. i
1: knew you were gonna uh,
3: They did it. Gas prices could be soaring even higher as OPEC Plus nations in a meeting in Vienna approve a cut in oil production by 2 million barrels per day. This after President Biden's trip to Saudi Arabia in July failed to secure any oil commitments to meet demands. White House spokesman John Kirby on Fox's America's Newsroom.
5: And it's also why the president is working so hard on clean energy solutions
3: because that's really the future. Right now, AAA has regular unleaded averaging 383 Per gallon nationwide, as gas prices in Los Angeles this week top a record high of almost 650 per gallon. What? Jeff Manasso, Fox News. What's going
1: on in L.A.? Oh, jeez, jeez, my goodness. Uh, White House response, probably not very happy, is my guess. Let's see.
5: The president calling the decision by OPEC Plus short-sighted. It defies that last-minute push behind the scenes by the White House. The bottom line is that oil prices in the U.S. will go up because President Biden refuses to reverse policies that discourage investment in the fossil fuel industry. The release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve ends in November. The European seaborne ban on Russian oil will take effect December 5th. and. Now OPEC Plus, which includes Russia, cutting production—it's supply and demand.
1: All right, is that? I mean, is that really? Is that really how simple it is? Is is that? This is a legit, a legit question. Is that really simple? It is just saying no to no to some of the domestic production that appa- that apparently could rescue this problem immediately because you you. you you're thinking about electric cars like is that truly what it is because if it is that seems dumb but I, I i don't know i have some skepticism that it's all as as simple as everyone always makes it out to be on all these things and i also by the way have skepticism when somebody wants to take credit for prices going down but not going up i think frankly frankly the credit and the blame the credit when they go when it goes down goes too much to the president. The credit when it go, the blame when it goes up goes too much probably to the president's more comfortable It's like the quarterback a like like football. It's
2: quarterback. Football team. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, you, I, you 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 shouldn't have as much praise as you get, but you also shouldn't have as much blame as you get. Right. So I filled up yesterday though. I filled up yesterday too. Yeah.
1: Only got you know I got only got one cent. All that grocery shopping I got one measly cent off
2: so i had
1: that, that's a frustrating feeling
2: as i'm as i'm filling out the five minute survey and questionnaire um uh, just because i want to pay at the pump one of the questions is the do you want 30 cents off a gallon for a uh if you get a car wash and i did a quick math in my head and i went that's going to cost me more money i'll just pay full price for the gas over here
1: <laughs> the car wa- the car wash it would still be more money if you yeah. buy the car wash
2: yeah yeah but you also
1: get a car wash
2: I I have a car wash membership.
1: Okay, all right. It's just hard to it's hard to find car washes in the city. You got to factor in <laughs> the the desert of car. You got to figure in the in. scarcity when you got to build that <laughs> into the price of the whole transaction. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Biden went down to Florida uh, and did a visit after Hurricane Ian did a whole bunch of damage down there. President
0: Joe Biden assessed the damage from Hurricane Ian in a helicopter ride over Southwest Florida.
5: I'm sure it's much worse on the ground but you can see a whole hell of a lot of the damage from the air.
1: Over 298,000 Floridians are without power. At least 109 lives lost in the United States. Helicopter rescue missions continue on barrier islands. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis met President Biden in person with Florida Senators Rick Scott and Marco Rubio. The governor and president put their political rivalry on hold only weeks after sparring over a migrant flight to Martha's Vineyard and weeks before the midterm elections. Again, I know you. I, I know when when Mark was talking about that at the beginning, and it was sort of tongue in cheek about that. Like, I legitimately am glad to see that people from different yes. parties can even do that anymore. Deal with it. deal,
2: especially. I think when we're necessary. on the verge.
1: I'm on the verge. I think we're on the verge of not even being able to handle that as a country anymore between Democrats and Republicans. Right.
2: I don't know so why. So I'm glad we
1: glad we haven't quite hit that point, I guess.
2: So the clip that was played there from President Joe Biden.
1: Yeah. Uh, the for whatever, a lot worse for whatever
2: reason just made me like it makes me laugh. <laughs> well, i am sure things aren't great down on the ground. Didn't look too hot from up here either. <laughs> yeah, gonna yeah. let you know.
1: Uh all right.
2: Gonna let you know, Jack.
1: I'm oh, gonna do this one too. We gotta do have it. some positive one. Well it's just This is about the coming economic situation and apparently you got it you got companies that are starting to stare down the barrel of some layoffs here at this point.
4: Companies pulled back sharply on job openings while layoffs rose in August. And a report from KPMG shows more than half of CEOs say they're considering cutting jobs over the next six months. And a warning to remote workers. A survey by software provider Beautiful AI indicates your jobs may be the first to go.
5: Carmen Roberts Fox News I
1: do though wonder I do I mean I do still wonder we are still in in an economic situation at least locally where there are still tons of people looking for workers like that hasn't mm-hmm. ended and so this is still a bit of a unique situation while I you know I'm not doubting this report necessarily. And, and, look, if you get laid off and there's not a job in the industry you work in, this doesn't give you much comfort. But th- there are still signs everywhere in all kinds of industries where people are just doing – they're advertising high hourly wages and advert you know, all of this stuff, trying to still get people to uh, mm-hmm. to work in these various industries. I mean, you know, we again, it's certain industries. We, we Mark had the news story. Uh, StarTran having a big – That's they're tr- right. They're trying – to hire, we've heard about LFR needing. I mean, these are governmental positions, but they're, there's non-governmental positions too, uh where where you still have that. So I don't quite know how those, you know, how those two things mesh together. And I think it's sort of a, it's a more unique situation than we've been in 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 previous times when you're looking like you might be facing down a recession. Uh, all right, I got one more. I, think I got one more that's kind of a downer, and then I think we got all good ones. After that, uh, closing arguments in this uh, in this Alex Jones trial, his second trial, got hit with a huge punitive damages <laughs> in right. the first one. Some more of the parents are now suing him. And, I forgot uh, there was a
2: second
5: one. Yeah. Fifteen plaintiffs testified they were tormented for years by people who believed Alex Jones when he said the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre was a hoax. They said they got death threats. One father said someone threatened to dig up his son's grave Jeez. to prove the killing never happened jones has called the trial a kangaroo court the jury to hear final arguments today then deliberate on how much jones should pay to relatives of victims as well as an fbi agent who responded to the shooting jones found guilty at an earlier trial in order to pay nearly 50 million dollars to the parents of one of the children killed Jill nato fox news
1: all right Uh, listen i'm i'm gonna be honest I hope every money, the dollar that dude makes is garnished and paid to the the victim's families on this thing going forward after that grift that he pulled. Ugh. That's it's sick. I mean, come on, man. And dollar, you're already partway there with punitive damage. He's going to get hammered again. He's going to get absolutely hammered again. Yeah. With, I don't know what they're going to do, but it may be the punitive damages again, that side of it, but good. <laughs> you Good. <laughs> um all right how about here is something positive okay let's we got through all that stuff now we have this you know how the last two years we were always looking for these like little things that were signs of quote getting back to normalcy
2: oh that's right right
1: and, and it feels like we've crossed the threshold on almost all of those but i was i was uh shopping over there at south point the other day and i we get I, there's a few things there's a few things i got to go like once every 3 weeks to Trader Joe's to get like mm-hmm. a few products that our family really likes that i go there for and i was i was in the corner there um you know by where they, <laughs> they have the picture of Bob painted on the wall over there <laughs> and i i saw where they used to give out samples and i was like oh rip i used to always bring my kids in here That's and right, they would samples. they would get the sample well guess what Guess what?
4: Some Trader Joe's customers celebrating a pre-pandemic perk, the return of free samples at select stores. One TikTok user uploading video of her enjoying a snack with the caption, possibly the best day ever the world has officially returned to normalcy until march of 2020 and the covid shutdowns shoppers had enjoyed everything from hot samples to sweets another popular sample program costco's has already returned oh yeah lillian Wu.
1: Fox News. Oh, Costco's back at it hard. <laughs> like there's, it, it, they're they're going so hard on the samples at Costco that it's it's affecting traffic flow <laughs> at that place. They put in the the self checkout lines in the Lincoln one, and you go at a prime time, and you combine that line going back along with the end cap samples, and uh that that can get a little contentious. I'll tell you that right now. But when Trader Joe's brings samples back, then then the pandemic is over. Okay. Then and only then. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding.
2: That's your
1: baseline. Uh, all right. What else do we have? See, we got good stuff here. We got. Um, oh yeah, this is. I don't. I, mean, I don't know. This is a good thing. It's. It's kind of interesting though. Have you been following at all? The, the chess cheating scandal yes, that I is have. rocking the chess board game world?
2: Yeah, it's insane.
1: Yeah, t- listen to this.
2: An investigation conducted by Chess.com found that Hans Neiman cheated in more than 100
3: games on the platform until he was banned in 2020. The 19-year-old grandmaster
2: has been under fire since world chess champion Magnus Carlson accused him of cheating in an over-the-board game when Nieman defeated Carlson despite the disadvantage of playing with black pieces.
3: Nieman has denied the allegation admitting to cheating only twice when he was younger on chess.com in games without any prize money he remains under investigation by fide the world chess governing body over carlson's allegations matt napolitano fox news
2: so a big part of what happened with all of this and the reason that it got a lot more spotlight is carlson the the one who accused the cheating was going up against him in another tournament did one move and retired so quit which it was technically like his home club's, his hometown's tournament. So he took up a spot in this tournament and allowed the match to start and then just quit right away to make his point. So he caught a bunch of flack for that. But the investigation going in is saying, well, like, okay, well, he did so- do a lot of cheating, but. Also, maybe you shouldn't just quit a game after one move.
1: What's this kid doing? Is he is he like just uh, when when the, when somebody looks away, just pulls the the other queen off the board? Or how's that? What, how do you do that?
2: All right. So
1: there are very <laughs> wait int- where'd my queen go? I thought I had no. I knocked it out a couple of moves ago.
2: There are very intricate ways to cheat in chess. I'm going to make you look them up. Oh god,
1: I don't I don't think I even want to hear it.
2: Um, they involve things vibrating in a computer relaying to to that what moves to make oh
1: so just like some artificial intelligence yeah essentially helping you make all, all right. of your moves all Right. um oh okay, yeah i got more good news i have got more good news you are looking for the christmas gift that's going to keep giving the whole year long as cousin eddie used to say it's coming from a like unlikely source now Pottery Barn, Pottery Barn you, it used to be a store that, like, my mom was super into for interior design, and my wife was super into. Like, they had an era where, like, everything was Pottery Barn, Pier One, that kind of stuff. I'm talking er, yeah. like early 2000s, mm-hmm. way into that stuff. Well, things have apparently changed over there because this new collection they're putting out, all of a sudden, I'm very interested in. Take a listen.
4: Pottery Barn and Warner Brothers are teaming up to launch a new collection inspired by National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It yes. includes tabletop, accessories, holiday gifts, and Cousin Eddie's Moosehead mug, reimagined as the Moose Mug Ornament. The collection includes sheets, mugs, tea towels, and an advent calendar, a festive doormat, and holiday gifts. It's only available online at potterybarn.com slash Christmas Vacation, and the pieces range in price from under sixteen dollars to about a hundred fifty. Ginny Cosola, Fox News. Have
2: you pulled it up? Yeah. How's it look? You got I've, anything? I've, be I'm interested? interested. Well, I like the the moose head mug ornament.
1: Oh, do they have like what I when I when I first heard that I was like, do they have like the stuff that looked like they the Griswolds had their house decorated with? Is that what it is? They have.
2: National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Tangled String Lights. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay, that sounds like a ripoff. I I would be interested in the moose mug ornament. I actually like just one of those to drink out of regularly. That'd be nice, too.
2: Um, They've got an advent calendar. Is that that same advent calendar that they actually open
1: on the movie? I think Uh, so. Probably.
2: There is a, uh, there looks like a, was that a throw pillow? Is that what it is? It's a pillow cover thing. But it's got Santa and there are flames coming out the back of the sleigh.
1: Okay. We'll see about that. I don't know.
2: Uh and then
1: ah uh, yes. And this is for me and a few of you. But look, I got I got to put I, I don't think this is Caleb's world yet, but it should be.
4: Paramount Network tells Deadline the teaser for the fifth season of its hit series Yellowstone had
5: 14.4 million views and 1.7 million engagements within the first 24 hours of its release. Three times more views and six times more engagements than the trailer for the last season. I, John Dutton, do solemnly swear to uphold the constitution of the state of montana
4: it follows kevin costner's john Benton, in as governor of montana and the chaos that ensues for the family of ranchers after that paramount network also says there were over 30,000 mentions of the trailer on social media season five debuts november 13th
1: count me
2: Christine in one, fox count News. me i mean i'm interested because i love costner so you gotta
1: get into that show it's so good.
2: I've got enough other things oh, going on right now. It.
1: Put them down. Get into that before the new. You got a month. House got the a dragon, month to Dragon, Rings it out. of
2: Power, oh, She-Hulk, uh, General Football she Season,
1: She-Hulk. She oh my gosh! All right, six fifty-four. We'll take a break. <laughs> it's LNK today with Jack and friends
0: on KLIA. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK today.
1: All right, Matt Medcharo, Capital Cap Humane Society, joining us right now. Hello, Matt. How are you doing?
6: Good. How about yourself?
1: Good. How are things going at the Humane Society?
6: Good. Just busy. Busy yep. with lots of cats and kittens.
1: Okay. lots. So especially if you're looking to adopt one of those, get out there and uh, get yourself one. Uh, tell us about the pet you're featuring this week.
6: So first off, we have Benson, and Benson's a 13-year-old Yorkie. He's a neutered male, tan, and silver in color, and he weighs about 20 pounds, so he's, he's got a little extra weight on him right now. But he was surrendered to us his previous family was moving and they weren't going to be able to take him with them but uh, he's a friendly easy to handle guy that's looking for a low traffic home uh, you know looking for somewhere to spend his retirement years where he can hang out on the couch with you and then watch Yellowstone or whatever else <laughs> you want on the stream
1: nice i bet he'd like it yeah yeah he would <laughs> <laughs> all right a lot of horses to watch running around
6: yeah. <laughs> uh, all right what
0: what else we got
6: Then we got Aiden, Asher, and Alex, and so they're approximately 11-week-old kittens. All three of them are domestic shorthairs, and they're orange, tabby, neutered males. They were surrendered to us. Uh, They were part of an unexpected litter, and so they're all looking for homes. And right now, through Sunday, all cat and kitten adoption fees are reduced by 50%. So if you're looking for a cat or a kitten, there's lots of options, and and I encourage folks to come out to the Adoption Center.
1: All right. Yep. Now's the time to do it if you're looking for a cat or a kitten. Hey, thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. We'll uh, catch you again next week, all right? Have a good one. All right. Ticket Thursday, giving away to Oktoberfest. Generation Collaboration next
0: on KLIN. Unusual slowdowns. Always call the Time Saver traffic hotline at 402-479-1414. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K. Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right,
1: 402-479-1400. It's Saturday night, uh, Piedmont. It's going to be a lot of fun vip package you get access to imported german beers uh you get your custom koozie we're gonna have food vendors beer music from the b street band festivities contests caleb and i are gonna be out there we'll have some football on it's gonna be a great night we're giving away two vip passes to this right now with generation collaboration if you can Passed the test with the partner of your generation. So let's go to the phones. We have our first contestant on the line, and that is Chris in Olathe. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? Pretty good, Jack. All playing for the Greenfields today. All right, you're
7: playing for the green. Today, so right,
1: play play for the green. Yep. You'll go for the Greenfields today, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can at least get a win for the X's and, and warm things up right now. So uh, who's got the X questions today? Mark?
2: Same as every week. I forget.
3: Mark? Uh, yep. All right. All right, let's Uh, go. Here we go. After the film Jaws took off in 1975, this animated series featuring a shark that played the drums was produced. Jabberjaw. That's your final answer? I have no idea. Yep, Jabberjaw. Good, that must have been before my time. All right. In this action field, John McClane battles Hans Gruber. Ah, Die Hard. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Die Hard, yeah. Uh, She's an icon of the punk movement, a singer, musician, poet, and more. An icon of the punk. Say that again. She is an icon of the punk movement. P-U-N-K. Yeah, yeah. A singer, musician, poet, and more.
1: Who the heck would that be? An icon uh, of the punk, punk movement. movement. The punk. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I know the punk, you had the Ramones and the Sex Pistols and the, you know,
2: But it's a, it's a, a
1: female. Her. It's that's, a female. Who would that be? That,
2: there's a
1: lot of them, but you know, I'm. I'm Gosh, uh, uh a poet. Who's the Who's the bald one? Um, Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor.
5: Cheap no, an... punk. I don't. Yeah, maybe. You know
1: what? That's actually a good guess. I don't. Okay. She's a. Well, she. She would be a I poet anything too. Anything I don't see her as the, yeah.
5: All right, let's guess that. I
1: don't have
0: anything else?
1: That's the best guess I got. Sinead O'Connor.
0: Uh, who is it?
3: Patty Smith.
1: Oh, Patty Smith. All right, all right. He's all right. Four oh two, four seven nine, fourteen hundred. Uh we're looking for somebody who wants those tickets to Piedmont Oktoberfest to play Generation Collaboration. The X's get another L. Uh Caleb gets to the board so fast when I lose. It's like it's like anybody else wins or loses. It takes a few minutes, maybe at the end of the segment, he updates it. The X's lose, and Caleb's up there immediately putting that one on.
2: I know you guys like your instant gratification.
1: Four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred uh, to the uh, you know and, and and they can't go. But I mean, look, if I might I might just have to call Johnny here and and get the Z's up here and let them play. Um, if if uh, we can do this now, they're not they're not going to be able to go to Oktoberfest, obviously, but. Uh, four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Right, I'm going to get him on the line right now. It's a couple of minutes earlier than I said that I was going to get to, but uh, you guys have made me do this. So, Caleb, uh, give us a little bit of a fill. Tell people about Oktoberfest if you if you want to.
2: Well, two VIP tickets is what we're playing for, and you guys can. Whether or not you were to call and win, you can still join us at Piedmont Oktoberfest. That's this Saturday. We're partnering with the shops at Piedmont to once again offer a little taste of Bavaria. It is the 7th annual Oktoberfest celebration. Adults 21 and over, that's why our Gen Z friends can't get in, but uh, there's going to be food vendors, beer, music from the B Street Band, and festivities and contests for everyone to enjoy. And you can get a basic package with 3 drink tickets for $33 or upgrade to the V VIP for a yeah, custom koozie and access to imported German right. beers for just $42, or you could win that VIP package right. right here on Ticket Thursday.
1: All right. Now I got, so we're going to let Brett play for the Oktoberfest, but I do have Johnny on the line too. He's going to be ready to go for the Gen Z's and McMaster a little bit later, but we got to give away these Oktoberfest tickets here. And uh, morning, Brett. Made it on the radio. Morning, hey Brett. All right, you, informing the family. He's playing a radio game. Um, (laughs) uh, All right, uh, Gen X is again. Brett's an Xer. So, Uh, Mark, feed me. Yeah,
3: I got to get this. Oh, here it is. This this reggae performer became an icon in the seventies and eighties. Probably Bob Marley. Marley, Yep. Uh, Number two, a jingle for this Johnson and Johnson brand really stuck. Really stuck. It really
1: stuck? Uh,
7: stuck. I mean, it's got to
1: be like Band-Aid, right? Uh, jingle. What would that be? Or for Johnson & Johnson Jingle. Brand. Johnson and & Johnson. Johnson and & really stuck. Band-Aids didn't really have a jingle, though, did they? Not that I can is think it, of. Is there like a deodorant, like a no stick or st- stuck? Like the one I always think of is the Bi Benin, but that's not Johnson <laughs> & Johnson. Oh, my gosh. Am I going to lose again? I don't uh, know this one. It's time for your answer. Uh, all right. right, Do you want to just say Band-Aid? yeah all right band-aid
3: it's band-aid oh okay. Band-Aid. it's, I, it's okay. stuck on you i don't remember that oh yeah okay good yep. either. number three often considered the worst in history a severe nuclear accident occurred at this site in 1986 that's chernobyl chernobyl yeah yep. yep. uh number four nasa launched this research telescope in 1990 which allowed them to take extremely high resolution images Oh am this is that the uh, is that the hubble Yes. All right. That was my first time Yeah. This comedic action movie stars Paul Hogan and Linda Kozalski. Ah! That's not a knife! A
2: that's a knife! You call that a knife? <laughs> that's not a knife! Yeah, it's yep. a knife.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep. I right. better not have got the line right, but Bo- we know the movie. All right. Boomer or millennial? Oh, uh, we got to go millennial, Brett. Sure. All right, yeah. millennial. Um oh what was the name of the imaginary girl that catfished Notre Dame football player oh, Manti Teal? Uh,
1: uh uh Lile oh Kakua Who Kakua was her last name what was her first name L- oh my gosh i, I want to no s- say lay le- le- was like Lile Lile Kakua
3: uh, I'll give it to you but it was
1: Lene. L- L- oh my gosh nobody else was getting that in the world except for Manti himself i got it for you Brett well done, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, hang tight. We're going to okay. get your info, Janette, go, right. J- Caleb, get up there and mark that win on the board. Come on, I got a lot to do. Okay, here. you I'll do. Get to fine, later. fine, You do have a lot. To, you do have a lot to do. Uh, let's see. We'll play for. Uh, we'll play for some Greenfields now. If oh, they don't want to. All right. Well, should we let the Z's go then? All right. Let's let's bring the Z's on. Um, who haven't played? Uh, first of all, we've got KLIN's Zone, Matt Nickmaster. Uh, hello, Matt. Hello. How are you doing?
4: Great. By the way,
5: it's, yeah. it's uh, that should not have been given to you. It's the yeah. 1A.
1: Le- uh, lele it's pronounced Lele Actually, was, no, it's no, it's not. No, it's 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 pronounced lele, li- li- Is it is it actually is it, in in our hometown. L e
3: n n e y. The N is pronounced like an L. It's yeah.
5: Lene. I watched the documentary.
1: <laughs> 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 All right, Matt. So uh, we are we are pairing up with uh, you're pairing up with my son uh, Johnny because you guys both lost on your own, and so we thought maybe we would get you a win if we put you together. Johnny, I think you also watched the uh, documentary, didn't you? The Teo documentary.
5: Yeah, I did, and you were there, so I don't know how you... (laughs) I wasn't there.
1: I wasn't there while he was being... You were
6: walking around.
1: Well, I was there for... I lived it. I remember the whole thing either way Kakua. on most game You're shows wrong. if you know the last name you get the name listen you guys no need- that's not
6: Whatever. that's
1: not no that's true that's how like on jeopardy if you just say the last name you get it that works anyway
2: you guys got to worry about yourselves. i gotta run downstairs
1: you okay you got to worry about yourselves because you guys have been bad at this game it's been embarrassing for your generation and so
3: yeah what's the record on disease? oh and
1: two oh and two they've each done it individually <laughs> mcmaster you went out on a kardashians question right as i recall
5: that is correct,
1: okay, and Johnny, you went out on on gangnam style, right?
5: yeah, that was so stupid
3: <laughs> okay well, na- i feel i just I feel like those two questions are not targeted at who who like the time and or what Johnny and listen, I listen we heard. go so we
1: all we all
5: go, with Johnny, we all what go
1: through this I ourselves, can. we all go through this ourselves, all right, so. Caleb ran downstairs to get the Z's and he's out of time. Do you want me to ask him so you can catch your breath?
2: No, I got this. All right,
1: you got it. All right, so here are your questions, guys. You got to get five, and then you got to get one for a generation. I don't think there's any chance you do it. I don't know if Z's ever win this game. All right, go ahead. All
2: right. Which iconic country singer launched a popular meme featuring different styles for LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Tinder? Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Caleb's not <laughs> out of there, breath. He can be- which iconic which iconic country singer launched a popular meme featuring different styles for LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Tinder?
4: Okay, so, I mean, Johnny, do you have any clue?
0: <laughs>
4: oh, absolutely
0: not. I don't even know what that means. Oh,
1: God, you guys are worthless Zs. I mean we're talking oh, me. memes and, and, and Instagram. This should be right up your alley. Okay,
0: okay. So
3: it's probably it's either it's either like Tim McGraw or I mean, I think that's the only common Z country singer
5: I could probably think Tim, of.
1: Tim McGraw that a...
5: hasn't been popular well, until recently. When was this game made? <laughs> Twenty what?
1: No, uh, no, no, a a to you. listen you just just answer no, 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 the question no, it's
5: walker it's that walker guy <coughs> walker walker that's... hayes
3: yeah i think that's it
2: is right. that a final answer are you cheating yeah sure
3: mm. well guys didn't you say female country singer no
1: he no, didn't just but i would have guessed
2: taylor, taylor swift Dolly Parton.
3: Oh!
1: What? What? (laughs)
5: That is like another generation.
1: generation. Oh my god! Oh my god! See you guys later. Maybe next week.
2: (laughs) Uh, Back to bed. Get your Baba. (laughs) Uh, do we want to do want to do one more? We got time to Let's do it get you, Charlie.
1: Sorry, I, I did the Z's because there was nobody else on the phone, but we still have uh, green green fields we can give away, can't we? Yeah, this is what we do now. We bring the Z's on to lose every week, and then we do everyone else. It's <laughs> fair Oh for oh for, 0 for 3. three, not not 0 for 3. in the
2: competition, just on right. question.
1: <laughs> Mark, that puts you on the boomers in a solid third place. The introduction of the Z's to the game has really helped yes, helped yes, you out a lot. Yes, yes. All right, Charlie, what generation? Boomer. All right. Here we go. Looking to get win number four for the Boomers.
2: All right. For Charlie and Mark. They are remembered for 1967's Up, Up, and Away.
0: Up, Up, and Away. Oh. Don't help.
3: Don't help. I just want to say, I just. No. Fifth Sir? dimension had to be.
2: It is yeah, fifth yeah, dimension. Fifth, yep. Yeah. Yep. Good job, Jack. um Who shot Lee Harvey Oswald? Jack Ruby. There we no. go, Jack Ruby. So says you. News ones. Mark <laughs> yes. is Mark is in the house on the news ones. The first version of this gadget weighed eight pounds and has had a resolution of 0.01 megapixels.
3: Say that again. Here, huh?
2: The first version of this gadget weighed eight pounds and had a resolution of 0.01 megapixels.
3: You iPad Pro a tablet. A, t- a tablet or a, a like a uh, no um 0.18 ma- pounds, that's, that's heavy that
7: wouldn't be a tablet
3: a digital camera a- digital camera maybe digital camera oh. is the correct answer oh wow yeah. okay my uh,
1: dad had one that you put actual floppy
2: disks in yes <laughs> and you, could, you
3: you could put those um uh high definition 3d de- uh Anyway, Nick, yeah.
2: go on. <laughs> uh, concern about the quality of television, especially for children, led to the creation of what network in 1967?
3: 67.
2: Yeah. Concern about the quality of television, especially for children, led to the creation of what network in 1967?
3: Net TV. <laughs> Nickelodeon? <laughs> maybe.
7: No, I think it's uh, that's too early. Yeah, uh, children's the children's
3: public broadcasting i PB, uh, uh, the sesame street but you're saying pbs, a home, PBS. public
2: broad,
3: no 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 they were before that um so give me the question once more
2: <laughs> concern about the quality of television especially for children led to the creation of what network in 1967
3: pbs
1: There weren't that many channels in 1967. I feel like this should be just pick one of the four. (laughs) NBC. (laughs) No, NBC. Let's
7: say PBS. It was earlier than that. Is that right,
3: Mark? I I would think so. Yeah.
7: That's all I can think of. uh, There
3: there was something like, like
2: childhood network just Uh, need an answer guys
7: i I think we should go with pbs
3: i'm not gonna i'm not gonna argue with you on that one
2: that's good because it's pbs jeez i talked yourself (laughs) out of the right answer for 15 minutes all right another one here on such hits as tears on my pillow and two people in the world the imperials featured which star as their lead singer
3: Oh, the Imperials. the Imperials. Lead
2: singer of the Imperials.
1: I actually don't know who this is, but they I, they got some jams.
3: Yeah, they do. Um, well, it wasn't Beyond Warwick. No. Give me those two songs.
2: <laughs> Tears You're on like- my pillow, two people in the world.
3: These guys were like... Was that like Little Anthony? Wasn't he an Imperial?
2: Charlie, is that what yeah. you want to go with? I, that's,
3: that's, yeah, that's what I want to that's, go with. That's, that's the that's only guess that's I've got. I
2: got. And that's what OG Steven says on the text line as well, and that's oh. correct. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's <laughs> helpful.
3: Wow. <laughs> I don't even have our text line. No. All
2: right. Do you want Millennial or Gen X? Uh, For your Gen extra X. point. Gen X, he said. All right. Gen X. What was the first video game to be played in space? Ooh. That sounds like a news thing, Mark.
3: <laughs> well, it would have to be something real uh old, I have a guess. Like I Pac-Man. Guess. Maybe? I, yeah, the, I have two I, guesses. I, I would guess Pac-Man. Uh, yeah,
2: Pac-Man.
3: Is it
1: Pac-Man? <gasps>
2: How about Pong? Oh, How about Tetris?
1: Tetris. Oh, I'm sorry. Ch- sorry, Charlie. <laughs> That's bad. Uh it was A rough day for a lot of people. I mean, not for me, but for a lot of people there. A rough well, day. you had such easy questions. Oh, so. that's it. But you did lose one. Linnae Kakua. Kakua. All right, 726. Take a break. That's it for Generation Collaboration, thankfully.
0: It's <laughs> K. today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your. Ears. Oh, man. Well, halfway through the show. This has been a day already.
2: Can we start by addressing the elephant in the room? What's Gen- that? Gen Z is just god awful. Oh gosh, this.
1: just terrible, and whining on social media about it already. Oh, social media—they know what that is now. Yeah, apparently, sad, very sad. You millennials are hilarious. When well, now that you got a generation below you, right now you want to get all scoldy about the uh, the younger generation. That, just that's so how leave. we
2: all get. We get older and we just kick the younger generation. <laughs>
1: It's funny to see. It's funny to see. All right. Let's count kind of... You two can just build. out the sand. Can, listen, it, we put them in there, so you are a... Boomers are a solid number three now at three and ten with Gen Z being 0 and three. So... You and the yeah. rest
2: of your generation are a good number, two. Yeah. <laughs> number five.
3: Former Husker Stan Parker announced his bid for Lincoln mayor yesterday, saying the he believes the role of mayor, while having political aspects, is first and foremost leadership position and about uh, probably better than 100 people at his uh, news conference yesterday uh over there at 70th and a and outlined uh, his acrostic on using lincoln as the the first letters leadership uh you know you're not gonna do the rest of them no, no, i know let, the let other me. l is law enforcement i know that i haven't memorized them yet and neighbors all right, you got you got three. We got three of the letters yeah. uh, for the acronym for. I oh, there's opportunity in there, innovation.
1: Here I think. is I, I. I am what I'm. I'm just kind of curious. Like I, I, I actually I liked sort of the 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 niche he was trying to. Set out yesterday, you know, in this where he talked about his role as a, a, a leadership in nonprofit. Right? talked about talked a lot about leadership experience
3: in that and his um, training, the training that he does. L-
1: like what it wasn't, and I wasn't there, but I've I've read all the you know our accounts, I was there. And the, the, the other media accounts. Yeah. Like there wasn't a ton of like, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but from what I what I get is that. There wasn't a ton of like super red meat on policy or against the current mayor. No,
3: is that fair to say? That's absolutely fair.
1: So, like, what I'm wondering is, is he's getting at least there? There were some of the the people who have been associated with the quote the new Nebraska GOP are um, were there apparently supporting him. Um, I don't know that he feels like the, the you know the the. The type of candidate that would necessarily align with them in style is the is the thing that I'm
3: talking about. You, do you understand what I'm saying by that? I I, uh, I do, but I do see more of a connection than I think you do. Okay, what, what can well, you explain it to me? Well, I, I think uh, at least part of it is the faith based uh, community that has okay. a tendency to be more supportive of, of the you know absolutely no abortions. Uh, a very very conservative situation and i think that uh, you know and, and faith was a big part of his uh, announcement uh, uh, yesterday uh, coach osborne was there and mentioned his leadership and and all of that and and uh, so i just think that that's that's an aspect I mean, that's been interjected into they this were, one
1: they were out on geist because she wasn't strong enough on constitutional carry which I don't know, where, you know. I, mean, I don't know where Stan Parker would be on that. And they were out on her because she wasn't, you know, she was not, uh, she, she was not all in on Herbster, right? And right. In fact, was very much not all in on Herbster.
3: Correct.
1: This guy doesn't sound like a herbster. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. I, I, yes. Yeah. And Your points are very well yeah. taken. Okay. That that's it's just an. It, I don't know. It's just striking me on the face, and maybe I'll change my mind as I hear more from. Him or them going forward, but like this is not the alternative candidate that I saw that group embracing. I, I just, I mean, I honestly would would have more likely thought they would have been behind Geist.
3: Um, well, to, especially to since the, the mayoral position doesn't really have have that much to do with with these types of things. Oh I mean, well,
1: that doesn't matter anymore. Everybody well, does all their politics based on national issues now. But, uh, I, and and this is you know, and it sounds like a weird weird way to do it like he's very fascinating to me yes, as as a, as a candidate so i'm not i'm not at all trying to denigrate him as a i just i just think there's a weird marriage happening behind the scenes here with this whole thing
3: well and i'll, and, I'll be
1: in, maybe I'll, I'll maybe the commander we'll see what the commander says about it
3: yes that that'll be a good take and what it what it does though Going is forward, it seems to uh, sort of split the conservative side of the mayoral race here. Yeah, uh, in in a city that has has become much more uh, liberal in their voting what? in the past. Yeah, it makes the primary
1: choice, you know, picking between those yes. two candidates realistically. I mean, that yeah. that's kind of the political reality of it. And you know, how much does does either candidate come out stronger after having done that? and makes, assuming Mayor Leary and Gaylor-Baird runs again, it makes, you know, those, you kind of sit back at that point while while they jostle for that position winning the primary at this yes. point. And who knows, there may be more. There may be more candidates that, that jump in too. But, yeah, definitely, you know, interesting. A little bit um, a, a little bit of a different candidate. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, the city and, and especially how Republicans kind of fall out on on this whole thing. It's great You know, it's Sorry, I know we gotta go on, but it's crazy. I feel like they I feel like Republicans couldn't get a real solid candidate for mayor for election after election after election. And now you got, you know, and I feel like they they were asking people who were saying no. And now you got more than one. Yeah. At this point, who at least on their on their face seem, you know To be very solid solid competent.
3: Yeah. Solid individuals Sol- and competent. At yep. least
1: solid in terms of getting votes, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Number
3: four. Staying in the political realm, uh, at her campaign headquarters yesterday, First District Congressional candidate Patty Pansy Brooks introduced a small group of Republican and nonpartisan supporters, uh, including Lanny Boswell, who's uh, independent, um, stated independent, but he's a member of the Lincoln Public School uh, Board of Education, uh, a former teacher and lifelong Republican, and uh, a realtor, all came out uh, in supporting Patty Pansy Brooks.
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel like if I ran. Read- like, that's fine. That's good. But I feel like what this is is like, if any of us ran for office, we would have friends that are a different party than us, who would vote for us because we they have a relationship with us, right? Yeah, I feel like that's that's kind of we just fine. I mean, I'd probably throw a press conference too, for it too. Don't get me wrong. But
2: You're that's like, what look, I, look, y- look,
1: this guy thinks I'm an idiot politically. But we've been friends since we were eight, so. <laughs> He's
2: voting for me, at least. I think he is. (laughs) Doesn't agree with a dang thing. There's so much about it that should be, who do you think is going to be the right leader? And obviously you want that leader to reflect a lot of your values. But at at some point, it should be about relationships and not just whether or not the person has an R or a D next to their name. I mean,
1: and I get it, right? You know to to win. I know what she's doing, right? Politically, it's not a... I don't know how much a difference is gonna make, but it makes sense politically in that you gotta you've gotta get some Rs voting for you here to uh, probably to win this win this election. I don't know if this moves the needle with them, but but it's it's an attempt to. That's an interesting question. If you ever ran for office, are the friends and acquaintances in your life who are very different than you politically, would they still pull the lever for you? Even I, I, if they had someone else on the ballot they didn't know that matched up more with what you thought if, that's if, an interesting thought exercise it, it,
3: it is and, and ask you know, your friends that
1: who you disagree well, with. I, hopefully you have
3: some friends you disagree with to ask oh I, I do but not i will tell you that if i ever ran for office all of my friends would say okay not voting for you because you obviously have lost your mind <laughs> totally you are out of it
1: see i probably would have, uh, have some of those from listeners just because i think a lot of people think well, I'm not, I'm not, you yep. know what, I'm not even going down that road. That's a, not a I listen, <laughs> self-editing.
3: Number three. Matt Davison, uh, leaving UNL Athletics, set to serve as president of the 1890 initiative, a new name image likeness initiative in support of Nebraska student athletes. Uh, he spent five years on the athletic staff.
1: First of all, the 1890 initiative sounds like a Yellowstone spinoff. Um, More like a militia group, I'm
2: not sure which, uh, but uh, look at look at Nebraska once again stuck in the 90s, <laughs> the,
6: the, 18, the 1890s, always bringing it back to the 90s. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, no, you, you know, you, I think you kind of thought that this might be coming at, at just at some point with all the change ups that are coming around, and he obviously is somebody who's mm-hmm. very close with Scott Frost and. You know, maybe makes a little sense. But, you know, the thing is that everybody's asking us is, and I'm sure you were taking a phone call about it earlier, yeah. is what does this mean? Because I think the way the public interacts with him the most is through the radio broadcasts.
0: Oh, for sure. Of the football games.
2: So what we know right now is that there's been no official announcement. Uh, I made a couple phone calls over to the athletic department yesterday. The folks that we know work with the the Husker broadcasts. Just didn't get a response. So that's why I'm sure they're working out what all of that's going to look like. The only answer we've got is Davison talked with uh, the Omaha World Herald and said that he hopes to continue as analyst through this year and beyond. So as of right now when you turn on the broadcast tomorrow, 6 o'clock kickoff, 2 o'clock pregame Davison's still going to be on the call with Greg Sharp
1: And it's hard to really say anybody knows a ton beyond that because you've got new ownership, that's a new management that's come in right. in the last few days and presumably you know, they're Evaluating a whole lot of things going forward, I think it's going to sound largely the same. I, yeah. you know, I would be shocked if, if you know people like Greg weren't around those sorts of things. Well, you know what? We got Greg on the show at eight thirty-five
2: today, right. don't we? Yeah, we could probably find out something. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, we're at least confirm to tomorrow. Yeah, but but so going forward, you've got multiple possibilities for the rest of this season. That it's still going to be Greg and Matt for the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. It might be at some point Greg and someone else. Depending on when Matt needs to go and take his his efforts towards, if he wants to
1: keep doing it, be pretty it'd be pretty tough to just jam somebody new in there this year.
2: Yes, but those are the options that are out there at this point. Yeah, exactly. By the way, quick
1: quick shout out, uh, uh, Matt and Kent. uh, You know, I, I like having Matt on our broadcast. Matt and Kent on men's basketball I still miss though I, no offense Jake lo- love me some Jake but when Matt and Kent got going with, with Tim Miles and Matt and Kent would do their sort of back and forth on things that was always really so- solid so, but, but I, lo- I love me some Jake too So what, what, I can't say anything what, I'm going to piss somebody.
2: I didn't off hear those you. broadcasts was there ever a ball thrown into the corner and you know the three's about to go up and Matt yells yes! <laughs> before the shot even goes up probably probably I'm not sure if that happened <laughs>
3: Number two. Contentious uh, race for a county attorney. We've got a little another uh, news. The sexiest race in town. Uh, so far, anyway. Uh, Lancaster County Attorney Pat Condon holding a news conference. Uh, 10 o'clock this morning. Out in front of the Hall of Justice and Law Enforcement Center. Uh, his news release says it'll be he'll be joined by members of local law okay, enforcement, in so, uh, this some was, kind of an endorsement. And this was sent out by the Condon for County Attorney Committee. Right, so not some kind his... of a
1: law enforcement related endorsement. Yes, here.
3: that's what I. This would...
1: race has everything already. This, I mean, it's not yet. It is not yet uh, Palm Tags Lama, but I don't know that they ever had fake campaign sign controversies in Palm Tags Lama. Well,
3: they had some mailers that, but... that uh, okay. You know, we're done by...
1: Somehow, you know, you take your governor's race, you take your house race, you take your legislative races, but the most soap opera one in this whole thing has definitely
3: been for district attorney right now. Adam Moorfeld, Pat Condon, duking it out. All right. Maybe they should have a prosecute off.
1: Uh, right? Maybe maybe they should have a lawyer, like a lawyer Olympics. That'd be nice. Make your arguments. I'd, th- th- there you go. <laughs> Squirt, you know,
3: squirt guns at 40 the, bases.
1: They do debates. On some, well, some people do debates. Yeah. Uh, Uh-oh.
3: <laughs> fewer and fewer of those.
1: Instead, we, we have you uh, try a case and we see who, who does it the best.
3: I've also got to manage a big office, do some policy stuff, too. So. If you've got one, hang on to that uh, corn head hat. Uh, they're becoming a rarer piece of headwear, according to the Journal-Star's Peter Salter.
1: Yeah, Peter Salter had a story on this like the company that makes them is gone, is ghosting the retailers. They have supply chain issues. They can't do the foam, so they had to come up with an alternative style that looks like it's made out of... You know, it's it's a very different looking one than the original mm-hmm. like dense foam of the cornhead. Right. I've never owned a cornhead though. I've never I've, owned I've one never,
0: either.
1: I've never quite had the urge to put one of those on. <laughs> I wonder if you could reason. mold a cheese head. That's the same company that makes cheeseheads. Oh, okay. So Yeah. They're, they're in Wisconsin. Yeah, that so so that's the thing. They're they're basically the same thing. Okay, well, just shaping differently.
3: What do you think that tells you? If they're based in Wisconsin. Why do you think that there's yeah. a shortage of corn heads?
1: I, I don't know. I, but they're not. Apparently, the retailers are having a hard time finding out what's going. on, These guys, their Facebook page hasn't been updated, and there's a shortage. Another shortage, guys. First, it was toilet paper. Okay, then it was gas. Now it's corn heads. Seven fifty six. We'll get through it together. Nebraska Strong <laughs> on KLIN.
0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and friends on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3, KLIN. But first. It's me. Fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's and Alumni Hall. All right, it's 51 degrees in the capital city. It's time for Fantasy
1: Huskers. Time to get a pick. Pick number... Seven? Eight? Eight. There you go. Number eight. It really doesn't matter. That doesn't... Nobody cares. Another pick. Uh, another pick for Fantasy Oscars. You got to text in the keyword, and we might give it to one of the people. Well, we're going to give it to one of the people who text the keyword in. You get to pick how many yards the Nebraska offense as long as touchdown is against Rutgers tomorrow night. And if you are the closest, $50 Valentinos, $50 to Alumni Hall, they are yours. The keyword to text in the Rickstown Recognition text line at 402-479-1400 is... EDGE. Edge, E D G E, Edge. Text that in now. You'll be one of the people who's entered to get that pick pick number eight two more chances tomorrow 635 and 810 and we say hello to the girl link team robin eshelman dave albers robin dave good morning hi how are Jack, you doing how are me. you this they were, morning they were marveling today about how quickly i could switch from uh mike's off mode not that i was saying anything you know inappropriate or anything but just like yelling and being boisterous and rowdy to mike on mode where i'm going 51 degrees in the capital city <laughs> on klin <laughs> It's and, like the, the know,
2: Mr Miyagi of radio. Right. It's just That's
1: one of the right. It's just, you know, it's just that incredible skill that you gain after doing uh something <laughs> like this for now in my 17th year. Uh all right. Pushing here we two go. decades. Huh? I know. 17. Just uh, anniversary was September 30th. 17. September 30th 2006. So it's been 16 years I'm in my 17th. It sounds like more if you say it that way. Um so anyway, yeah. And about, what, 12 of them have been with uh, you guys on the show, I think. Exactly. A lot of them. A lot of them. So we've spent a lot of time together.
5: Uh, All right. So are you saying your last dozen were better than the first? Absolutely. uh, Well, listen, I mean,
1: I will be completely honest with you. And to those of you who stuck through 2006, 2007. I have improved significantly at this job than when I started. I think like most people do at jobs. But now that I've done as long as I have, I know how rough it must have been in those (laughs) early years. I don't know.
4: I thought it was pretty good when Uh, you
1: started.
4: And yeah. Megan was my favorite special guest. Yeah, co-host she came in on Mondays
1: and talked. To, uh, she came in and talked about football on Monday. I well, there's know. a lot of old school things that people that, that I've even forgotten that we did on this show over the years. But yes, yeah, September 30th. So it's been it was one week ago today in 2006. Huh? Uh, was my first first day well, here. Congratulations! Well, exactly. Are. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, you guys checked out some of the, some new places here. Let's start out with a restaurant. Uh, second place in Munch Madness. Right? Was it? Were they second place in Munch Madness? Hell yeah! They may have got second. Yeah, they I know lost they made, to Norms on forty. I know they the made camp, the final four. The championship. Yeah, yeah, they were in. I think second place in Munch Madness. Hell yeah! Uh, they've got a new restaurant at Fourteenth Pine Lake Road. You guys checked it out. We went uh, with our
5: spouses, didn't we?
1: Robin? We did. Nice. We were
4: able to, po- and Jackie made it. She was trying to plan a wedding and remodel a house that day, but Hold
5: on her phone while we were <laughs> sitting there.
2: Hold on, <laughs> Dave. Yeah, they were, the rest- uh, they were the they were the ten seed, and they made the championship. They, yeah, they made the yeah. championship.
1: That's right. Again, lost to Norms on forty eighth, but they had a good run. They've had a good run in multiple uh, multiple Munch Madnesses. Question is, was Dave able to find anything on the menu that wasn't a little too over the top for you? Like, yeah. Do they have? A, do they have just a pork chop and baked potato available for you? Okay.
5: I I'm gonna. I. I it, it's a goal this year for me to spread my really? wings in, in my food. Somebody take Dave out for sushi sometime. Do it. Okay, I'm not gonna kill myself <laughs> for crying out loud, uh, but I did uh, have. well, I had the the rice with the barbecued, or excuse me, the fries that had barbecue sauce on them with uh, pork in it, it was great.
1: I mean, that's basically like pork pork chop and a baked potato, essentially. Right. it's basically, <laughs> so I
5: said, hey, I can go with this.
1: Yeah, it's just... And it was good. It's rearranged a little bit. That's good. But so you Robin, liked it? Yeah. What's,
4: you and Jackie and, and, and I had, well, it was the same thing, but kind of a different flavor of French fries with the pork and the, the sauce and the stuff and the cheese all over. the top. I mean, nice. it was decadent.
1: Nice. Yeah. Do about...
4: th- we say where this yeah, is? 14th Ooh, and yeah. Pine Lake okay. Road.
1: Uh, is the new loca- what's kind of the size of the new location? Um, what's it's it by?
4: Pretty small. It's back behind Amigos and Tuffy's Got it. at 14th, yep. across the street That's, from Costco.
1: That strip mall. Right? So I would say hell, it's
4: about, hell yeah. H-E-O-Y-A in case hell you're, hell you're hell trying to spell yeah. this phonetically
2: yes, here. Yes. Dave, you sound like the, the kids who need to order chicken tenders at every restaurant regardless of what it is
5: i probably did when i was that age <laughs> except for th- i'm so old they didn't have chicken tenders and the,
1: right in the ranch the whole ranch thing hadn't happened <laughs> that was,
5: none of that had right, happened exactly it was, it was ketchup it, it, it was, was pretty McDonald's much back then. it was just hamburger and fries yeah
1: all right uh well interesting so that's now open and you guys went there so could, uh, people can check that out if they want to and then and Ryan, by the
5: way i'd go there again that's okay. what i, 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 you, I really listen,
1: enjoyed that. there's a reason they made the munch madness championship yeah um Robin, you checked out the uh Warhorse Casino. Uh,
4: yeah, Mr. Eshelman and I went out on opening day with oh, did. we did video for grow Lincoln there's three short little videos of um the outside parking lot and walking into the building and then so what was your impression through. um you know what i I just pictured something much more huge, but i I realized that this is phase one it's temporary
1: yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, it was busy that day right I saw the oh, lines it was packed uh, yeah so it was packed with okay. people. All right. Um So apparently the note I have for this is a crisis erupted on Facebook that you announced the bank on eighty fourth and highway two is being torn down for a car wash.
4: If you want to toss a grenade into a crowd yes. just Mention that a car wash that, is opening. Just tell them there's another car wash coming to you, Lincoln. Uh yeah. So yeah, but
5: it's cool to watch demos. Can I read
1: work. can I read some of the comments that you yeah. got? I yeah, can yeah, add this the necessary drama. So one of the comments was how many car washes does Lincoln need? And there was
4: a, you know, actual numbers and debates <laughs> Proportions and stats that I don't know if they were true, but they were thrown about. Angry
1: comment number two: Can we get rid of the? Re- can we get rid of the old? You can only put a theater where we say, and maybe stop the monopoly of car washes. Um,
4: <laughs> I think they thought it was going to be another jet splash, which is there's not. There's already a jet splash
2: at 84th and uh, Highway There's too. already
4: one there. Yeah, yeah. Right.
2: this is actually uh, going to be a splash jet. Uh, <laughs> then
1: somebody on Rocket the other wash s- is what it is. Then somebody on the other side said, "I get a Chuckle from all that we need or we don't need comments. Hashtag free enterprise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then and then another one says, O M G, how many more people can complain about a business growing and replacing something that's no longer valuable? Banks uh, closed for years, might as well put something there that contributes to the community, like taxes. I'm just shocked they aren't putting apartments up there. It's probably not, it's
2: probably not zoned for apartments. So. Man, how many people are yeah. complaining about people complaining? But seriously though,
4: <laughs> you're right. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm fine if there's a market for it, but I'm surprised because there is a car wash right there. There, right right
5: well right. and and the convenience store across the across highway 2 uh, has car wash
1: oh do they and then you yeah. don't have to go far to, to go to you stop in sopatopia right.
4: well or, the question or, is do the others have lines
1: that is true and the well, answer is yes who's got the best deals let's yeah. go get those prices down and frankly, give me a 50 cents you, a month subscription
5: there's, there's not a, there's another one right on 84th yes. and yeah, old, right. old cheney
1: that is you can throw a a quarter mile maybe a half mile ring originating yeah. at 84th and Highway 2, and you catch five car washers, I think.
4: Yeah. But still a Mexican restaurant desert until next year. Right. Mm-hmm. Until next year, because Taco Inn, you know, as we've talked about right. many times, hardly any Mexican food. South of, I don't know. Yeah, this has been something Oast you bring Street, up Oast a O Street or, I don't know, Holdridge. Yeah. And east of 70th. I mean, just right. no Mexican food. Taco Inn has has Oh, are they taking that, up
1: the Backyard Burgers building? Well, no. yeah. Oh, okay. Or
4: no, not that building, but But, but kind of buy it. We did have a Facebook comment Mike Schneider, he got it a little bit off. He said 84th by Starbucks, um Taco Inn coming next year. Taco Inn, uh, they clarified Dairy Queen, by Dairy Queen. Um still in the architecture phase but hope to Ooh, be open. Taco in?
1: Uh, they've been here they heard you say they heard you say well, that well, there was a need re- there reached
4: out to them and they confirmed right. um still in the architecture phase hope to be open sometime in 2023 so my worries fears and distress over you know not right. much as right. far as mexican options you got
1: everything over there now you getting... got you got a couple of car washes you got the you got the starbucks and the scooters and scooters that are both over there you got the runza and the subway taco right go in right. and, and the D2, taco john's and the taco in mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's where it's happening. Eighty fourth and I. You got. And a by the way, pizza.
5: There's a Pizza Hut over there. Is there? Yeah,
4: there has to been take, for like several long, years. Long, uh, long yeah.
1: And there's a there's a relatively new uh, vape shop over there too. I believe too. <laughs> Midwest. Yep. I'm
4: familiar there, with I'm that? I'm sure there's yep. CBD.
1: Yeah. No, there, uh, there is. Uh, yes. Trek CBD is over there too. Two yeah.
4: CBDs. Somebody, got everything. You know, somebody told me a few years ago, and I kind of, you know, I kind of had to smile, Big but I, I knew this was true. You know, they said we think of 84th on Highway 2 as being so far out there, but it, someday it's going to be like Holmes Lake. You yeah. know, it's good. The city will grow up around it, yeah. and you know, the next intersection is going to be 98th Street. And
1: yep. Yeah. So, yeah. You're right. We've seen it. Well, we've certainly seen it happen to the south.
4: Right. Without a doubt. Right. I mean,
1: most notably to the south, I would say. There is so the north much
4: growth in right. that area going south of there. That 84th down to Hickman. I will tell you, in the next decade, you're going to see a lot of growth down there. All
0: right. Um,
1: Robin, you got yep. a note from uh, Chad Vanek on uh, on Twitter and uh, about a new opening that he wanted to pass along.
4: Yes. Chad Vanek said, we opened a beautiful shop in Historic University Place. And this was in the former Velvet Un- Underground ground bar teak um, Chad said, we sell high-quality clothes and accessories for women. Check us out at 2719 North 48th. This is in University Place, north of Moj- Mojava. Mojava. Yep. So, yep. Uh, University Place continuing. That's a, its hot, that's a tradition hot. of... That's an
1: area on the upswing. Quaint yep.
4: shops and yep. local retailers. Good and, to see it. Yeah, I like what I see at University Place. I like what I see at College View. I like what I been seen at havelock those are three older areas of lincoln that Um, the city has had to go in and do Tiff in recent decades right. and but they both have their own little vibe. But they yeah. uh, they now have now. vibes. And, yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah. especially that that unit place with you know and I I think the the tenants there have have uh, have been really intentional about that too about creating that. And then you got that, you know, kind of that new updated development there on on North 48th and Layton helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think as well. It brings more people it's to just, live. Yeah, yeah, it's just a there's more people living there, there's a lot of there's a lot of a little new more stuff. D- there. Their. Disposable
4: income, yeah, know?
1: probably, yeah, probably. Um, all right, and then uh, speaking of that area, uh, Mojave, uh, some some news there. Um, speaking as of, we Mo- just talked about yeah. everything opening yeah. up over there. They had not Mojave though. But, they
4: uh, Mojava had tried a concept called the Filling Station by Mojava, and uh, someone told me it was closed. I checked online, and it says temporarily closed. Right. This was over at 18th and N, and the former Panic Bar okay. is where they have been trying that coffee shop over there. Okay. So
1: But actual Mo is still there, right? But the it Mojava and
4: Unite place is still, still, still. Yeah, is still, is still open. Yeah. yeah. So okay. that was the second oh, location. Yeah, 18th, this
1: was eighteenth and nine at a different spot.
4: Yeah. Got it. Got right. It.
1: All right, there we go. Uh what? You guys have uh, you guys must have a show. on. There's no uh, football game. You uh, we do have a Saturday. show.
4: Um special guest Doug Fitzgerald from One Shot hey. One Life. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a crossover episode
1: there's, of different KLIN shows. There's oh. a
4: Venn diagram at times between our show and Doug's, so he makes perfect guest a uh, perfect guest for us.
1: Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. It's like when uh it's like when the uh, Facts of Life and the Silver Spoons had that show <laughs> where they were on each, I don't know if that actually happened. But Hey, this, are
2: all these, real quick, are all these car washes, they're just car washes? There's not like a, a theme or a niche they're going for? No. It's just, here's another well, car you wash. Mean,
4: uh, uh, you mean like dinosaurs, the one yeah, at 84th that
2: and all I was thinking more, I would open up uh, Bubbles and Booze.
1: <laughs> See, yeah, that probably isn't going to work. Pro- given I, I the see, driving nature. I see nature. no issues.
4: Why should there not be a liquor license at a car wash? Why not? Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: waiting for one. Here's what they haven't done. Answer that, Moorfeld and Condon. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Just stick it out through the window. There's the debate. Here's here's what they have. That's the questions. First plastic, plastic cup with a lid. We approved it during the pandemic. I, I say this
1: tongue in cheek, but only barely. You know, you know. They've made all the car washes such like experiences. Like I feel like it should. Uh, it should feel like I've gone to Vegas when I get through the car car wash at this point. What they haven't done yet is the one that's like the log ride at the amusement <laughs> park, right? A video where it, screen w- where it lifts you up on top and then you slide down while getting
2: washed
4: they could put your hands
2: in they the air could super everyone's Im- hitting their brakes
4: they could take a picture of your face when you stick right. your ticket in superimpose it into a, a video screen yeah in charge
5: extra <laughs> all hey, right
4: just check it out here we uh, got it hey uh, free
2: ideas for you
1: guys lnk in the morning yep lnk today uh it's 8 25 <laughs> thank you guys i appreciate it uh we'll talk to you next week All right. There you
0: go. Sports is next on LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. To get today's top local and Husker news, sent straight to your email. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does. What he says. Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. Oh, and yes, we've got a win to talk about
1: and hopefully a streak of wins to be uh to be celebrating after Friday night, Nebraska Rutgers tomorrow night. Don't forget that game is tomorrow night right here on KLIN. Kickoff at six pregame at two, so that'll change your programming schedule a little bit on KLIN tomorrow and the man behind the mic for the game, play by play. Greg Sharp joins us right now. Good morning, Greg. How you doing?
7: How about that, Jack? It's my week's completely off. I wonder. Of this Friday game. I'm like, holy cow. Huskers are traveling out of Lincoln here in a couple of hours.
1: Okay. That's, yeah, that's what I wondered. It's, uh, I keep forgetting that there's a game tomorrow night. I hope <laughs> that's not the case with you or anyone who's actually playing or, or coaching in it. But yeah. Friday night game in Piscataway. We'll get to that here in a second, but I'm really interested to to kind of hear your takeaways from the Indiana game. We haven't talked since that game happened. I want to start on the defensive side. Um, just how much, how much different did that defense look? And we can debate, look, you know, what the Indiana offense was or wasn't, but listen, that, that Nebraska defense struggled with pretty much every offense that they had faced so far. What did you see different about that, uh, Nebraska defense on Saturday night against Indiana?
7: Well, it looked to me like they simplified things, kind of lined up the same every snap. I thought their effort was outstanding and just more guys with hats to the ball. I mean, I just thought their pursuit was way better than it had yeah. been. And they wheeled more guys in there. I mean, there were there were a couple of series where neither uh, Reimer or Henrich were out there at middle linebacker. They would bring in Kalarvik and Bach Clements to come yeah. in and, and do an entire series there. So I think they rotated more bodies, keeping guys fresh, and, and they made some plays, and it was really fun to watch. and hey, Indiana's not a world-beating offense. Let's not kid ourselves. But I I thought the confidence level that the defense was able to to build, hopefully they can expound on that tomorrow. And and maybe you can flip this thing. And, you know, I I love what the coaches have said all week. They're like, guys, we're in first place. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can snicker and laugh, but that's the reality of it. And if you can go win tomorrow night at Rutgers, You're going to leave the weekend no worse than still in first place.
1: Yeah, it's uh, and and, and I mean, just there were guys like you know, Trevor Robinson is uh, a a good a good example or uh, uh, on 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 Megan's defense. He had a couple plays. I think Quentin Newsom maybe flew under the radar. had had a really good game. Guys were covered. It was just. It, it was just, I can't, this is not a great way to describe it. Good thing you're the play by play guy, not, not me. There was just something visually different about how everything uh-huh. looked. And I can't even quite put my finger on it. I think you just did in your last answer. But, you know, that, that's exciting because there was, there was a little bit of you, Greg, or at least me, that thought, man, if they, if this is how they're going to look, they're just not going to have a chance in a lot of these games going down the, going down the stretch. And you feel a little bit differently now about the rest of the schedule after seeing at least that potential in the
7: defense. Absolutely. And I'll throw one more name on that side of the ball that I thought played really well is Isaac Gifford. He made several plays. He looked like he was maybe even a step faster than he was. So I think the off week, the bye week, kind of a cleansing of the mind. Bill Bush, I think, uh, injected some confidence and some fight in those guys, which I think was really needed. And again, confidence is a big thing in any sport that we play. And they have a little bit of it now. And How about this, Jack? In the second half last week against Indiana, the Hoosiers only managed 71 yards of offense. Like a Big Ten offense, you hold the 71 yards. And, okay, Indiana scores 21, but seven of that was a defensive touchdown that they scored on the shove of fumble. So the defense only gave up 14 points to a Big Ten team. That is markedly better than what we saw in the first no doubt.
1: month. No By the way, I said I was going back in time. There was Trevor Robinson. Ty Robinson uh, is, of course, who I was talking about. There he had a he had a, a couple of a couple of big plays in the backfield and and good to see. Um, and then you know. On on the offensive side, um, (laughs) we had it again on the first drive again, Greg. It is uncanny. I think Nebraska's first drive offense is the best offense in the nation. Now, just to make that (laughs) stick throughout the rest of the game.
7: Four out of five games, they'd scored on it. And, you know, you heard Mark Whipple earlier this week. He kind of, he goes, we're frustrated in a way because he goes, we make that look so easy and a thing of beauty. And then he goes, we don't go get something done the next several drives. And he said, my expectation of my guys is go do it again. Mm-hmm. And and they haven't been able to. And he said it's been frustrating for the coaches because he goes, our expectations seem to be higher than the players. They've got to flip that mentality. And we had Sean Beckton on Sports Island last night that everybody heard right here on KLIN. And, and he talked about we should have scored on the second drive, but we did this wrong and that wrong. We should have scored on the third drive, but we did this wrong. And then the penalties kind of piled up a little bit, and that was really frustrating. But, man, those opening drives, it has just been – a thing of beauty to watch them dissect somebody's defense
1: it's crazy it's crazy i mean just the the consistency that it's been and, and it's like you wonder how can you uh, how can you duplicate that to the to rest of the and and part you know greg and and the thing is the one of the obviously Achilles' heel of the this offense has been offensive line play but for for whatever reason that doesn't show up all that much in those first drives as an issue that's an interesting, and I don't know if that's, you know, the defense is kind of feeling things out at that point, but that, that obviously is an issue, but that's one of the things that doesn't show up at, at the beginning of the game. I don't know why that is, but it's, it's interesting. Uh, on the offensive line, um, I know they're, they they tinkered a little bit with person. Well, you obviously had to when Corcoran got thrown out of the game. Yeah. Um, and I'll save my thoughts on the officials doing that again, because I expressed them plenty on Twitter on Saturday night, but, but they are doing a little bit more tinkering, even besides that, with the personnel on that other tackle position. How much more do you think we're going to kind of see? How much left of that is there to do, I guess, is the question.
7: Well, I think you're going to see probably the 50-50 split at right tackle moving forward. Hunter Anthony came in and got about 50% of the tackles along with Bryce Benhart. Bryce got a, another holding penalty in that game. I don't know that you'll see quite as much on the left side, uh, you know, Turner got ejected, and we you know we can debate whether that was the right call or not, but he did. And so Brant Banks came in, and, and Matt and I mentioned at the end of the broadcast. I thought he did a pretty good job because we didn't mention anything, we didn't yeah. see any gro- glaring errors from Brant on that left side. So maybe maybe they give him a snap or two or a series or two during uh, during the upcoming games. We'll see as we move forward. But yeah, I, you know, what I thought, and I said this on Sports Night this week, Jack. To me. The most enjoyable thing of the game was Nebraska had just taken the lead, gets the ball back, and goes 54 yards and chews up six minutes of the clock and scores to put the game away. I mean, that was a beautiful drive that we have not seen around here in a couple years where the game's yep. still kind of in the balance and you got a chance for a knockout blow and Nebraska delivered it and the offensive line was really good on that drive.
3: Yeah, they were.
1: They were and then on and then on a touchdown you seal it with uh, I think Brewington came around and had a great block and so did Anthony Grant had a great block on, on that one. And yeah, it was just it was just kind of that idea of pushing people around on that final drive and 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 you haven't you know the interesting thing still with the offensive line is like there were there were players On Saturday, first of all, you had the time, you know, Purdy comes in and and he had all kinds of pressure at that point. There were times they had pressure, but there were also passes when Casey were in. And I I remember the announcers on TV, Greg, they were like, he's got all the time in the world back Mm -hmm. there on a few of those. Um, And so it's just, it's inconsistency more than anything with this offensive line, I think.
7: I agree. And even early in the game, there was a couple of intentional groundings and stuff on Casey and that wasn't because of the offensive line and he was running for his life he just couldn't find a receiver open and he kept kind of backpedaling and you might have noticed that the offensive coordinator and the head coach weren't real happy with Casey mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that's why the that's why the sub came because they're like Casey come on you got to be better than that and our line gave you some time you couldn't find anybody fine throw it away but don't get a penalty in that case and then I love Casey's fight. He came right back up to Coach Joseph and said, I'm ready to get back in the game. Yeah, Mickey's like, good. That's what I want to hear. You're in next series. Yeah. Let's go.
1: I don't think we're going to see a whole lot more teams that are going to try and man to man cover Trey Palmer without safety help over the top anymore because there were the ones that were thrown and then there were the ones that weren't thrown where he was wide open. Uh, he could add it. He had a huge day as it was, but he's becoming a real bona fide, uh, weapon for this Nebraska offense as a receiver. Um, you know, that that hasn't come around every season with this Nebraska offense.
7: We thought going into the season, Jack, he had a chance to be a special player, and he's proving it's all right. Eighteen catches in the last two games, and the, the ability to beat the defenders down the field, that was so pretty, that play early in the fourth quarter, and that was the backbreaking play of the game, him getting deep and Casey putting it right on the numbers. Yeah. You know, you're know, you right, he's been open a couple other times. We've just missed him on some deep throws. so I think that will still continue to be a part of the playbook moving forward. But People around the country are taking notice. He got added to the Bolitnikov list, which goes to the best wide receiver in college football. They added him to the list this week because yeah. he's starting to turn some heads.
1: Yeah, it's man, you just you think about the individual parts as, as the you know skill positions, and it it feels like you don't have. a a whole lot of deficiencies when it comes to that, when you look at this offense. You really don't. Now, one question I do have for you is, are you a little surprised Vokalek has not quite looked like the Vokalek in the first half of the the Northwestern game before he got hurt? He was a, I mean, he was an absolute go-to for Casey Thompson at the beginning of that Northwestern game. I kept thinking, all right, he's going to come back and he is going to completely change sort of the passing offense being an option there. He's been there a little, not a ton. Is that that he's still kind of on a pitch count? Not a 100%. Do you think we'll still see that version of him later in the year?
7: I think it's coming back. I think yeah, and Sean Becton again said last night that they are kind of limiting some of the plays for Travis just to make sure that he's completely back. They've lost their rhythm a little bit between Casey and Travis. Casey missed him a couple times last week, throws a little bit behind him, so they're not quite back where they were in August in that first game, where they were lights out against Northwestern. I mean, they were really in a rhythm, those two guys and then you remember that's when Travis got hurt in the second half yep. the offense just kind of lost their way. Yeah. I think they'll I think they'll get it back those two guys. So, but yeah, I, there's no doubt. They need to keep feeding him the ball. He's a weapon. He's so big. And how about this? Remember, he started his career at Rutgers. So, he's yeah. going back to the school that he was at to begin his college days here this weekend.
1: Anthony Grant 32 carries 142 yards like I would almost say somewhat quietly that's still a 4.3 uh, average uh on uh on the day for him I mean are we going to get up there with those 25 30 30 plus carries a game you think that's going to be the norm for the rest of the year for him and can he oh, can he keep that up
7: I don't know. That's an awful lot in the Big Ten. That's a lot. And think about some of the tough yards he got in the game against Indiana. He he had some punishing runs where, yeah, he was delivering some blows, but he was taking some shots. Uh, that made me a little nervous. Uh, you know, the coaches had to convince him to go get some treatment Monday. He walked in and said, "I kind of feel sore." And they're like, "Dude, get in the tub." He's like, "Well, I'm, nothing's broken." They're like, "Get in the tub." Thirty-two carries, so, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. I thought Gabe ran pretty well in his his yeah, I did game. I, I think they maybe need to try to you know get have a little bit more confidence in Gabe that he can he can handle a series or two to just give Anthony's body a bit of a break. Thirty two is a lot in this yeah. league. It's just so physical. So I, I really hope that's on the high side. But I've also heard Coach Jones would say, Jackie goes, "We're going to do what it what needs to be done to win games." And so you know, I. If it has to be 32 tomorrow night, I wouldn't say that that's off the table.
1: Yeah, he's 14 yards. He's uh, fifth, I believe, in the conference now. Total yards, 14 behind Blake Corum. um, uh, Right in uh, Braylon Allen from Wisconsin, who was, you know, maybe the best. Those two were, along with Ibrahim, were looked at probably the best running backs coming into the Big Ten. He's right up in there with numbers right now.
7: Um, He's eighth in the country right now. Is he? Jeez. Yeah. My Top ten in the country in rushing, man.
1: That that's crazy. I, I can, can you believe, Greg? The beginning of the year, throughout the entire summer, I'm asking you: Are they ever going to get a workhorse running back? Are they ever going to get a workhorse <laughs> running back? I legit just ask you: Are they giving him too many carries?
7: <laughs> I'm the worst. Well, think about, guys, think about this. We were everybody for the years is like going, just get a bell cow, right? and now everybody's like, well, where's Ramirez? Where's this guy? Why are we seeing this guy? I'm like this, this is what we've wanted. This one guy to clearly take. The league, I, and that's what's
1: happening. I'm admitting it. I am the worst. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, it's hard to overstress the importance of having a moment in a game like that blocked punt where there's a moment that you don't expect it, you don't expect points coming. And it just, you know, it does, whether, Nebraska just has not had those either special teams, incredibly, you know, game-changing plays. They haven't had a lot of the turnovers that you take back for a touchdown. It felt like when that happened, Greg, it was, and I know Indiana came back and tied it after that, but that, that felt like something just completely different in how that game felt. I think it was more than just the points that it put on the board
7: one of the most exciting plays in the sport. Is that kind of a play where you block it and pick it up and run it in, and and it, it's the second block of the year. So it's not like this is a fluke. They've true. done it one other time with with Javen uh, Wright having the block oh, earlier right. in the season.
1: So, that one got remembered and, more for what happened after the block, but yes,
7: yeah. Well, yeah, the ball went forward, not back. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy on that thing, but yeah, that's just a thing of beauty and. Should keep giving that special team some confidence. And and Jack, we had for the first time this year a positive punt return. Yes. Up until last week, Nebraska had had negative one yards in punt returns. They finally got Trey Palmer loose a couple of times, so they're in they're in the they're on the books now with the punt return yardage. So that was another positive from Saturday.
2: And now. longest punt return since Shady Spielman. My about goodness,
7: that? yeah, and that's something.
1: I uh yeah, when he had that twenty-two yard return, I wept
7: openly uh, in my living room.
2: It was there, there, there was cheering in the press box, Greg. We did get warned.
7: <laughs> okay. Fine. And and, hey, and we we immediately jumped on this on the broadcast. First block punt for a touchdown since Justin Blatchford did it in two thousand and nine when we were in the Big Twelve Conference against the Baylor Bears. Yeah, against yep.
1: Baylor. Yeah, wow. Um, so I get the feeling, and, and I don't know how much you know about this, but I get the feeling that Rutgers, we may not know who's playing quarterback for them until kickoff.
7: Ooh. When you called, I was going through their tape from last week. They rotated, including Noah Vedro, who got like five snaps. But they they'll even bring their tight end Johnny Langen, who was was a former quarterback. They'll get him in there in the in the Wildcat set to take snaps. But yeah, it's going to be a, at least it was for them against Ohio State a revolving door at the quarterback Uh, position. They're not very explosive on the offensive side of the ball. They don't have anybody to just go, wow, we got to really focus on him. Uh, They they hang their hat on defense. They're pretty sound defensively. They'll make Nebraska work for their points. But I just don't, you know, unless Nebraska has major breakdowns defensively, I just don't see them putting up a lot of points against the Husker defense.
1: Okay. And they and and they're you know they'll they'll run the ball they're strong against the run those sorts of things too so if Nebraska yep. can get that running game going you would think that'll be a huge key in making that offense be as dynamic that it can be um, yeah, it's it's gonna be a weird Friday night I guess I guess last time you were in Piscataway too it was a Friday night wasn't it wasn't that one December and, in twenty twenty
7: and it was cold that the East Coast had gotten a big snowstorm That's a couple right. of days before so there was a lot of snow around the stadium and there was like. 20 people on the stand it was so eerie and it was a week before Christmas yeah. Nebraska won it so hope and yeah. Nebraska's never lost to Rutgers hopefully they keep that trend going that's good
1: let's do that uh kickoff at six o'clock and of course pregame starting tomorrow here at two what happens uh what happens tonight Greg with just with sports nightly and and everything else on a Thursday night, since a weird situation the night before the game you guys are traveling and stuff what's going on tonight mm-hmm.
7: 30-minute show will lead into Husker Volleyball. They're back on the road at Michigan State. So, uh, actually, we'll hear from Rhonda Ravel on our abbreviated sports signing, talking about her fall season. And there's a big rally out at Bolin Stadium this weekend Uh, to to commemorate the 50th anniversary of Title IX. We'll hear more from Coach Ravel about that tonight.
1: That's good, and you led me in. I I should remember that, KLI, and we'll take volleyball tonight. So, yeah, we'll have the volleyball game both here and our sister station as Nebraska Volleyball goes to Michigan State as uh, hopefully they continue to run through the Big Ten. Uh, Safe travels to the East Coast. Greg, look forward to uh, be uh, listening listening to you on Friday night, and we'll chat again Thursday before Purdue. Have a good one, all right? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There you go. Greg Sharp, voice of the Big Red for Nebraska-Rikers tomorrow night. All right, we'll grab a break. We will uh, give you your fantasy Huskers picks. We will give you a preview of the Friday Husker
0: tailgate and more coming up after this on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on ninety nine three KLIN. All right, that's it for the
1: show. Fantasy Huskers picks. Let's hear how many yards our new pickers think the longest touchdown is going to be for.
2: Well, Brad and Fox Hollow went on the middle, in the middle area of what we've got. He said forty-eight yards. Okay. Shane went over the top with it. He says seventy-four. Oh, is that the to, highest pick? He's so trying far? to go high end with it.
1: All right, yeah, get a lot of get a lot of territory. Maybe we ought to have Kenny make an actual. Uh, uh, graphic of the football field this time and you could colorize each section of the field that they need to score for between the different where, where
2: they're going to score from yeah yeah score from hey kenny graphic design ideas are free <laughs> extra work is free too <laughs> yeah that too all right uh, friday
1: husker tailgate <laughs> is uh tomorrow and so mike Schaefer will be in we're going to get you all ready for game day so yeah it's it's the first time for uh, a long time that we've done a Friday Husker tailgate actually on game day. So getting you ready for Nebraska and Rutgers. So we will see you bright and early at 6 a.m. And don't forget, get those Oktoberfest tickets. I'll be out there. Caleb will out, be out there. Brett won tickets there today. Uh, so maybe if you want to see him, you could do that. Uh, see him. Go to KLIN.com. Use the special promo code KLIN2 to get a special discounted ticket to get out there Saturday night at the Piedmont shop. It's going to be a nice fall night and enjoying, enjoying some beverages and some food. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. It's 9 o'clock on KLIM Lincoln.